Welcome, friends and fiends. This is your host, film critic and comedian, Nate Wyckoff. And I'm here to tell you about an exciting giveaway that Warner Brothers Discovery and Colton Classic Films LLC has put together to build your 4K Ultra HD film collection on digital. We are giving away four codes which contain digital 4K Ultra HD versions of Rebel Without a Cause, Maltese Falcon, and Cool Hand Luke. These are films that you absolutely must know as a film buff. You can get this code by being one of the lucky four people we pull from our newsletter list. So go to coltonclassicfilms.com slash newsletter and give us your email and your name and we'll sign you up for the newsletter and we will enter you in the competition. That's all you got to do. So please go ahead and do that. The contest ends on April 30th and we will send out the winning codes on May 1st. Thank you so much for being a listener. And here's your episode of Colton Classic Films Podcast. Welcome, friends and fiends of the pod, to another episode of Colton Classic Podcast, the podcast where we talk to you about two thematically linked films, one mainstream and one cult, and analyze them both for your listening pleasure. And if you're on YouTube uh, or your viewing pleasure, you can see our smiling faces, or in the case of Jeff with this particular movie we're going to talk about today, probably a frowny face. Uh, this is part two of our pairing, uh, Protect the Livestock, where we have two movies about monsters that endanger livestock. This is the greatest cinematic achievement in the history of mankind that we were talking about today. Just kidding. It's Legend of the Chupacabra, 2000s uh, direct-to-video released by Troma distribution film about, you guessed it, the Chupacabra, which is the famed um, Mexican, some people say myth, some people say real animal that feasts on the blood of goats. Uh, that's its claim to fame, kills goats. There's been lots of... Uh, Lots of possible, lots of sightings, but there's also been lots of possible theories as to what the chupacabra actually is. I think the most recent one that gained traction was um, some some wild dogs that are crossbred, you know, in in their wild dogs, so they do crossbreed and actually have uh, very little hair. They're hairless. You can see pictures of them online. Who knows the validity? But it it could be. I mean, packs of dogs certainly would kill goats. Uh, I don't know about drinking their blood like a vampire, but what are you gonna do? the most plausible one i've seen so far unless there is a chupacabra in which case i want to see one i don't want to die but i do want to see one okay i'm your host nate wyckoff film critic and comedian and to discuss legend of the chupacabra with me today is a longtime contributor jeff tucker how are you doing jeff no why do you hate me man why i, I gave why can't you jeff just love me I gave Jeff so much love with this film. We're going to talk exactly why. Mandy Longley is also with us. How are you doing, Mandy? I, I mean, I got to say I'm with Jeff on this. I feel like I got suckered into this one because you, uh, you bribed us with Brotherhood of the Wolf. And then you were just like, oh, but you have to watch this one too. So sometimes there are movies that I don't want to watch alone uh and yet i do own and so i i i have friends to watch them um but they're clipping this i'm clipping that right there that's gonna go into our court case against you for this uh, torture there there are things there there are reasons to watch this movie perhaps let's talk okay so there's a few things that jeff right off the bat will not like about this jeff is not a huge supernatural fan although to be fair this movie does not hinge on supernatural monsters at all they actually think they, they try and present this as a scientific creature uh and not a crypto cryptozoology creature 
This is a found footage film. Uh, it's, it's really a mockumentary rather than a found footage film um, because a found footage, in, it, it's like Blair Witch where somebody theoretically found footage and put it together or showed it as a movie. This is actually put together like a, a documentary on the finding of the first uh, real on video captured chupacabra. Now, this movie, as I said, was released by Troma. I do not believe it was produced by Troma. It is one that they um, they just released, uh, which they do for a lot of films. Troma Entertainment being, of course, the longest running independent film studio. Lots of people have lots of different feelings about Troma. Um, they are most famous at this point for having created the Toxic Avenger, of which I'm a big fan of. I actually volunteered as the Toxic Avenger at uh, Rock and Shock in Massachusetts for Troma uh, quite a few years back. It was a lot of fun. There are also lots of, I know many independent filmmakers who have had not great experiences with Troma. Uh, and, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I, I personally don't have any interactions that have been negative, but I respect and understand that there certainly have been some cases. All of that said, Troma makes and releases movies, and some of them are great, and some of them are Legend of Chupacabra. Uh, Legend of the Chupacabra is made, directed by Joe Castro. Joe Castro is a special effects guy. Uh, he's actually quite a good special effects guy. Uh, he worked on Blood Feast 2, um, Exorcism at 60,000 feet uh, terror tunes the whole terror tune series uh has worked on those which are i'm not going to say good movies but you know there's some good special effects around in those films so this movie despite having very low budget and very questionable character as a movie which we'll get into it has some good special effects which is nice uh, and surprising. The the script is written by Mark Stevens and Rudy Bali. Rudy Bali has written the Terror Tunes series, uh, and Mark Stevens, as far as I know, uh, just worked on this movie. Uh, maybe he's been elsewhere, but I I don't know that. The cast is a lot of people. Um, to their credit, they cast some Hispanic people in there or, or Latina people, and uh, yeah, I don't really know too much to say about the cast. Um, because I'm not sure they were given a script. The movie has a lot of ad-libbed moments. Um, it fluctuates between like interview chair type history channel documentary segments where they'll have like professor of cryptozoology printed at the bottom and their name and then they'll give some bit of info about the chupacabra and then it will go to like handheld video live you know recording of the group tracking down a chupacabra jeff is like rubbing sweat off his head right now it was such a tense intense movie that he just he's still sweating when he remembers it this is a slow movie uh this is one of those movies that they could play on the sci-fi channel or God forbid the travel channel and at, at, at like at 2 a.m. in the morning and it would almost fit in with like um, Mountain Monsters, you know, one of their other mockumentary series, but it gets, it overstays its welcome. Um, I will give it this. I thought that uh, at the beginning, working the mockumentary clips where they have like handy cam footage and also cut to quote unquote experts was actually a good idea. Um, it was a good idea to break up the scenes. You could have, you know, really worked that angle where like you could have used those talking heads to give information. Maybe if you had some sort of twist or cliffhanger moment, you could have used those to pop in. They would almost ex like 
they would create anticipation if you were at a particularly tense moment, uh, if you used it correctly, um, or if you used it incorrectly, it would break any uh, sort of tension. I don't think this film built any tension uh, is, is a core problem there. Jeff, what were you expecting going into Legend of the Chupacabra and what did you get coming out? I thought it was going to be terrible and damn, I am smart. <laughs> Cause I was so right. <laughs> it's, I, there's like, there's nothing here for me. Like I don't, I, I have a hard time with these like mockumentary things. Uh, it, it feels like you, you said it was a good idea. I, I feel like it, 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 in this, at least the way it was executed here, uh, it almost like took away any momentum that they could have possibly built up. Um, but maybe that's just for me. Cause like, I, I'm just like, I'm checked out. This was elf on the shelf for me. This was like in the first you mean hell on the shelf, hell hell on on the the shelf. whatever it was, whatever that, movie was that we <laughs> which we reviewed that this, I didn't uh, really 2012, watch. 21 Christmas. Yes. Mark Polonia. Production. It, was, it was like the same thing. It was just like, uh, like you go into this thing and, any like tension you're trying to build, you just like, just suck, suck all the air right out of the room. And then you try to build some more tension again. And you just, it, it like, it kind of does the opposite of, of what I'm trying to do is get engaged with the characters and like go on their emotional journey. Uh, it, it, when, when you keep kind of going back to that, like, you know, the, the, the history channel cuts, you're just like, Oh, okay. Uh, we're back to, uh, well, they this, quit doing this, it, don't they? After like the first twenty minutes, they actually stop entirely, and we just and I think that, yeah, I was honest, I was I think done worse. at that point. I think it's worse. <laughs> it might um, be worse. I, I maybe know. maybe we both have the same problem. Is that you're like I didn't like those because it broke tension, and I'm like I don't think there was tension, so I appreciated the change of scenery. Um, you're right. There was no tension. There was I, nothing. There, this movie. I has do nothing. have a solution for this movie's problems, um, but let's go to Mandy next. Mandy, what did you expect going into Legend of the Chupacabra, um, and what did you get? now that you've seen 2000's Legend of the Chupacabra? I mean, I expected along the same lines as the, the other trauma movies that we've watched. Uh, what I got was like way slower and at the same time as like taking itself more seriously, like with like- I agree. In some ways, um, also like poor quality overall, but like, I did find myself very amused about like their um I got like pretty good physical effects like for the budget yeah. they had like I was like oh man like like just the heart that was put into this like maybe yeah. like the well, actual physical effects of hearts but also like <laughs> like you could tell that the people that were in this really were in it like they really seemed to care and were invested in what they were doing and they really did go all out on the physical effects for this film but mm. at the same time like the writing and some of the direction and like some of the quality of the acting was like very uneven and I was just bored like a lot of the time unless someone was wrestling a chupacabra like on screen. yeah and the chupacabra I mean we we see the costume early on in pretty much full view they don't really build a lot of tension there and it is great to look yeah. at and you're right about the effects because as I said Joe Castro was an effects guy um the you know you, you see such poor quality directing and such poor quality camera work everything is so poor that when like they roll over i think it's a sheriff's body or something and his organs mm -hmm. spill out 
and you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is really well done. This this belongs in a different movie. Um, mm-hmm. The costume itself, also, I actually think is is pretty great. It's when they show it in full light as they do, it reads Power Rangers more than Scary Movie. Um, I'm still okay with that. Like I love monsters; it's great. But it's it's sort of that thing where, um, you know, the, the, there's a famous cult, as famous as some cult movies can be, Octoman, which uh, you know, very very skilled craftsmen made the Octoman monster outfit. Uh, and the director said, well, of course, my movie's terrible. The monster outfit is ridiculous. And it is ridiculous. But the the argument has always been made that, well, you didn't light it right. If you lit it right, mm-hmm. it could have been terrifying. There's, I think there's truth to both sides, right? Y- y- especially in the Octoman case. But in this case, with some good lighting where you hide a lot, um, you could have created tension with this spooky monster and at least made us want to see it. Not that I didn't want to see it more but we get good shots of it very early. And it's sort of like, what could you possibly give me more than this? Um, the answer is fake possessions, um, uh, exploding Molotov cocktails off screen. Um, so some interesting things. So I, I'm with Jeff, the characters have zero presence. They're not given a chance to be characters in the slightest. Um, we also, as I said, there's a lot of ad-libbing where characters rush into a van and then the van gets attacked and they're all screaming at each other. And essentially one guy is saying, shut up, shut up, slow down, quiet down to try and get the cast to slow down so he can deliver the next written line. And that does not make for good cinema. That's kind of a, a, a indie film 101 do not do. Most people cannot do um, good filler dialogue. Okay, and even if they could, having five of them do it at once is a poor decision. Um, there's a recent film I did review for for Hornews.net, Let's Scare Julie. It's the first, it's a single, the first uh, 20 minutes of the movie, at least, is a single shot of like a teenage, you know, girls playing teenage girls giggling and making that jokes to each other over each other. And it's realistic and some of the worst filmmaking I've ever seen in my life. It's truly unbearable. And this doesn't fall as victim to that because it's not as, um, they didn't let it go for as long at a stretch, but it was rough. And you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of um, mid to late nineties, full motion video game, interactive movies, where mm-hmm. you are you know, seen from a first person viewpoint because you are, you're, you're a handheld camera, like a documentary. And uh, you have lots of people who are actors, but they're probably not giving great scripts or anything. And they kind of have to ad lib and then talk at the camera. That's what we get a lot of in this. Um, I have a solution. As I said, this movie should have been a comedy. It should have been a very gory comedy. Now, of course, yes, comedy is hard to write. You do need a comedian to be involved in this. But there are so many moments where something stupid happens and you needed there to be a comedic reply. Um, and that's, Mandy, you mentioned that about trauma movies we watched before. We watched in this podcast, I believe we've reviewed Trauma's War and uh, Redneck Zombies. Well, Redneck Zombies was like Legend of the Chupacabra picked up um, after being made uh, by Trauma. Uh, Trauma's War was made by Trauma. They are similar in vain, right? They don't take themselves extremely seriously. They have extreme gore. They have like crudeness. They have organs or whatever, but they are they're goofy they're straight up goofy and that's the only way that a trauma movie which is got such tasteless moments 
uh, especially like Tromo's War, you know, I mean, uh, uh, a, a villain who who gives people AIDS by having sex with them, like that's extreme. <laughs> that's extremely poor taste. The only way they can do that is because we all know everyone's in on the joke and it's stupid and not real. Um, and this movie tries to be real. It, it tries to make us feel tense and I don't feel tense. The only time I felt tension was perhaps the most confusing segment of the movie is when they go to try and trap the chupacabra by getting inside a cage and locking themselves in the cage. Um, mm -hmm. I thought they were gonna try and trap the chupacabra in the cage, but their yeah. plan was to get inside this tiny cage. Two people, two people get inside this cage and then trank the chupacabra when it came at them, then drag the chupacabra into the cage, seal the cage, and then light it on fire with a Molotov cocktail, which by the way, if you have the gasoline and a match and a chupacabra in a cage that is small, you don't need a Molotov cocktail. Just pour the gas on it and light it on fire. Uh, I would have given that tip to the sheriff in the movie uh, who apparently was victim of the exploding Molotov cocktail that burned half his face, which again happens off screen. Um, I, I don't, I just don't know. I don't know. I just don't know what the script looked like. I don't know that it had a script. And I'm saying this because Jeff, you have been in some of my short films and many, many moons ago that did not have a script at the time we filmed. And it sounds like that would be an impossible thing to, to miss. It's not, I know it sounds wild, but it's not. Jurassic Park 3 did not have a finished script when they started shooting. They started shooting scenes, not really knowing what was gonna happen. Um, that movie suffered almost as much as Legend of the Chupacabra. Um, it's, it's just nonsensical. It's really long. It's an hour and 21 minutes, but I swear to God, it's three hours long. Uh, it should have been a comedy. I would love to redub this and cut it as an hour long feature, just one hour and make it a comedy. Um, you really could sort of kick this film, goose this film with comedy and it would be entertaining. There's some interesting moments as well in this film at the end as a, as a quote unquote found footage movie online, it's often referred to as that, although, like I said, it's not, it's a document, a mockumentary. The characters survive some of them at the end and then they're dissecting the chupacabra in like a warehouse and it has a barcode. The assumption being, uh, especially from the opening movie montage, which is really just B-roll and clip art equivalent footage, that some government created the chupacabras, right? I, I don't understand what, that had to do with anything in here. Um, also, trying to make sense, this movie's too serious and trying to make sense of it is impossible, which makes it instantly problematic. If, if you're trying to be real, but what you're saying is so ridiculously bad that it can't work together, I cannot take it seriously. The government creating chupacabras, which are bigger than people, which couldn't possibly mm -hmm. just kill goats. Mm -hmm. Why would they call it the goat sucker? What? Also, it's about as hard to find as a Wendy's. Like it's, it's all over the place. Um, they essentially show up at one place where they found a dead cow and then it's there and, and then they find it and then they keep finding it and then they find eggs. And I don't even think they destroy the eggs, do they? They, they just leave the eggs. I, I don't even know. Like, it's just, it's nonsense. They had shots they wanted to get, I think, and they had props they wanted to use 
and they did all that stuff and then put it together. I don't, there's two witches, two, um, two brujas, these young sisters that they get to help them. They, to me, were the most interesting part aside from the special effects. And yet one of them becomes possessed and starts wailing a knife around in circles. And so they leave her in the woods, I think. And then the other one, I don't know if she disappears or she, she gets like scratched in the back. I don't know when. I think I missed mm. it, which is crazy because anytime there's action, you're kind of the only thing to look at. She then wanders off into the woods as well. I, there, to have something with so little plot be so confusing is kind of a, a, a milestone. Um, it's, there's this famous mystery science theater joke uh, that I love. I think, I think Crow says it, uh, played by at the time, um, Bill Corbett. He says, um, it must be nice to not have a script. You can just film people saying things. That's exactly what this is. Uh, and mm -hmm. now that I say it, I think it might've actually been Tom Servo, which is Kevin Murphy. Anyway, watch mystery science theater and riff tracks. Love them. This movie, we're just, this might be one of our shortest episodes. Cause I'm not sure that there's anything to even contemplate discussing in this movie it's do i regret watching it no i don't um <laughs> i think i might be alone in this uh the monster's cool um they do joe castor puts on like two or three ridiculous ridiculous like clip art explosion effects or something like his the eyes glow at one point as the monster's dying um and they're i mean we're talking like 2000 polonia brothers and this is the same time so I, I again i don't know what to make of this movie i appreciate that they put the effort in to finish it they did go on to make other movies later um this movie itself is just a lot of footage cut, cut together and i i will i will reveal this to our listening audience um in like right after high school, I think uh, a bunch of us, including myself and Tad Mastriani made a mockumentary. Uh, it was a short, it was about 20 some odd minutes um, called the Tad Hunter, where we essentially grabbed a camera and bothered Tad at work uh, and pretended that he was a wild animal. Um, perhaps we will release that someday for you all to watch. But the reason I'm saying that is because I know how easy it is to make a bad, vaguely, fairly unwatchable uh mockumentary movie you just need a camera and something to point it at and talking mm -hmm. and um that's kind of what happened here it's just a shame that the special effects are great and they are then wasted on this feature they had me at the beginning i thought they might actually be able to build some sort of interest or tension but there's no narrative thread that's unique there's no twists the script is seemingly non-existent they just put a couple of different things in like you know the witch sisters and then this and then uh the cage which is funny I, the cage is funny um because it's just two guys screaming at each other while somebody runs around them in a rubber suit funny for like 30 seconds but this is an hour and 21 minute movie and it's supposed to be serious that's a problem so i'm gonna have to give my recommendation right now um you can skip legend of the chupacabra i commend anyone who's in this i finishing any movie is great uh, this is the director's cut. I believe this is the only cut that is available. Uh, it is from Trauma. I think it's also on Trauma Streaming. Again, Joe Castro, great effects. Uh, everyone involved, they looked like, as Mandy said, they did have some heart and stake in it. They did play it straight and serious. It's just a real bad movie. 
and there's not enough happening for me to to recommend watching through it. Uh, if you're a trauma release completionist, grab it. Uh, it's not expensive uh, or stream it. But this is the kind of movie that would have been released in the 70s or mid 80s and another director would have bought to hack into pieces and just use the monster bits in their other movie. Um, that's That totally happened all the time. Uh, Trauma's even done it, I believe. Uh, and, and, it, and Full Moon has done it. That's what would happen to this movie because the effects are better than the film. There you go. Let's move on to Jeff. Jeff, uh, I know you would recommend Legend of the Chupacabra to our listeners. Uh, why don't you tell us why? No, I do not recommend this film. It is, yeah. So for for me, I would rather take a chair and place it in front of a wall that had just recently been painted um, and spend my <laughs> afternoon doing that. Because at least Huffing I'm, fumes. In, yeah. I'm at least, you know, alone with my thoughts, uh, you know, and my imagination is more interesting than this film. Um, if your imagination lacks any sort of interest, you might be able to watch. You know, I may actually be able to sit through watching this film um, and uh, that would be impressive. And I would like to know who you are. Um, honestly, I'd be very mean, but <laughs> I, I just this premise is already weak for me um and then the the delivery uh, of this movie is is so bad like the there's there's very little momentum um and just every, it, it, it ah, i just this like it's kind of creative filmmaking thing with mockumentaries and stuff like i feel like if they just kept it simple like i may have been able to watch it but like like that stuff just it just it's like breaks when it's not good it just it's sort of funny if uh, you pointed out something that actually i think is worth mentioning quick here which is it, it lost you sort of from the premise and you could have had it would have been better suited to instead of having um our our lead the the woman who's running the uh the the documentary um i believe it's catsy joiner uh but uh, again uh, apologies many of these people haven't appeared in other things so it's hard to track who's who uh if she had instead of being like convinced that chupacabra is real and that like the government is covering it up which really doesn't come into play anyway until the very end and it doesn't affect the plot if she had instead been a skeptic Yes, and then was right on the head, yes. which is exactly what, which is what you were saying with Brotherhood of the Wolf, right? The, the movie reviewed last week mm-hmm. is part one of this protected livestock, where the lead doesn't believe it's supernatural, and he ends up being correct. Um, in this case, she could not believe it's supernatural, and then it is supernatural. I, I think of a great mockumentary, one of my absolute that- it's not a mockumentary, it's a it's a fake documentary. Is um, uh, I'm blank. The Last Exorcism, The Last Exorcism. Uh, I, I was. This is when I met Ellie Roth very briefly. He produced that film. Um, it is a fantastic film. And the plot is, is that a former televangelist exorcist is taking a film crew on his last exorcism. Uh, and he says, they're all baloney. It's fake. All of them are fake. It's people wanting attention. I've done this my whole life. They're all fake. This is the last time and I'm showing you that it's fake. And of course it turns out to be real. Um, and it's a great setup. And that progression of like believing it, that could have been so different because you create a conflict. This movie, the only it's conflict is void. monster versus human. And, and it, doesn't, it doesn't work. There's not yeah. enough meat on the bones. Um, 
Well, it, it yeah. like, yeah. So like for, yeah, for me, the mockumentary element basically takes away like any mystery that was like left in this, right? Like, like you said, there's no skeptic involved. It's just like, oh, there's a monster out there. And it was like, you know, we're, we're, this is the documentary of how these people met it. And it's just like, okay, I'm bored. Um, Which is different from like Blair Witch, where it is a quote found footage film. They're like, we don't know what happened. This is the exactly. only evidence we have. So try and figure it out from this footage. Yeah. Like you, yeah. These types of things need that mystery to drive it forward. Yeah. That's like, that's the momentum. Um, and like, or they need to be so real that they're believable. Like when um, all of the Discovery Channel properties were running the mermaid. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys remember the mermaid documentaries where they had real, <laughs> real experts speaking as though this was real and they had real special effects teams building these and people actually thought, is this real? And it was kind of fantastic, mm -hmm. right? Um, the same way that Blair Witch <clears throat> ran all of their specials before the Blair Witch airing. Um, Mandy, do you have, so let's, so, so Jeff does not recommend this movie. Um, I agree. I think it's lacking. Mandy, what's your take on this movie? Do you recommend it? If so, why, to who, why not, etc. cetera. Yeah, I don't have much to add beyond what I said before. The physical effects were really um, pretty impressive for clearly like everything else that went into the film as far as like budget and prep work. Uh, and I hope that they went on to make better films like learning from this one, but I don't, this is a pass like just yeah yeah maybe not watch paint dry or or fumes or anything but like find something else enjoyable to do for an hour and a half of your time i was merely saying that was better it was not a suggestion as <laughs> oh, to okay. like an All activity right. it do. was a comparison okay gotcha yeah i but think yeah, that's um... about it no no further comments yeah. So, and I do think, I do think Joe Castro and the group has made better movies. I mean, I, it's, I'm, I'm still not saying it's, <laughs> it's not intended to be Emmy award-winning, but Terror Tunes, uh, which came out um, a couple years later in 2002 is, is better. Uh, adult star Lizzie Borden is in it. Um, so that's at least partially interesting. Um, I think, uh, I'm not sure if, if, Full Moon ended up doing a release of that or not. I can't remember. Um, but anyway, that's out there. And there's a series of those um, there. You know, again, it's not he's not setting out to make, you know, a, a, a wide sweeping epic. He's setting out to make goofy schlock movies that we might find entertaining. This movie failed at that. Um, his other features are more successful. Um, uh, but regardless, his effects are good. And that's why he gets work as it. And I think that that's his calling. And perhaps it will escalate into something more, um, dare I say, more watchable because this is a rough one to finish in its entirety. Um, I Now, that said, if you were in this movie or you were involved in the making of this movie, um, let us know. Uh, let us know because I would like to know about the the making of this movie. Um, and if you are if you like the effects and you want to support Joe Castro's effects, uh, watch 2019's Exorcism at 60,000 feet. Um, it's it's fun. It's kooky. It's got Lance Hedrickson and Bai Ling in it. Um, it's directed by Chad Farron. It's a it's an entertaining movie. Uh, it's intention. It's got the humor element as does Terror Tunes. It knows it's not a good movie. That's not what it's trying to do. Um, this movie was trying to be a tense movie there where you see a monster that creates some mystery and no, no, it did have a monster, did have effects, no mystery, no tension, no character development, no clear plot. 
barely i don't even think a thread of a plot to be honest um which is you know why it's a mockumentary setup because they're like we don't have a plot well make it a mockumentary right because documentaries are essentially something made out of the footage that we have <laughs> and if we have good footage and a good thread then it might be a good documentary or it's a bad one and this was a bad one that's it that's, I think, all we have on this one. Uh, Legend of the Chupacabra, as I said, you can stream it from Troma or you can pick up a copy if you want to check it out yourself, uh, see some good monster effects. If you're interested in anything uh, that we have to say or you want to recommend something or you want to send your own uh, film to us for review, you can reach out to us at cultandclassicpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at cultandclassicpodcast and on facebook.com slash cultandclassicpodcast. You can visit our website, which is always growing at www.cultandclassicpodcast.com and please 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 support us by sharing us with your friends rating us five stars or the max uh wherever you get your podcast and writing a review it helps others find us and if you have a problem with us don't write a review send us a message how about that i'll send it to tad and he'll cry and you can feel good about yourself okay thank you guys so much play us out as always as a chud with all about evil Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Colton Classic Podcast. This podcast is important to me, but what's more important are the rights, privileges, and freedom from violence of everyone in this country and in this world. And that means supporting Black Lives Matter. If you'd like to make a donation, please go ahead and visit coltonclassicpodcast.com where we have a list of places you can donate and help out. And please stay safe.